0: Some hair hair dye. We are officially live, so uh-huh. thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Let me let's <listen. laughs> on that topic, on the topic of,
1: of hair dye, I did there was a guy who cut my hair for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, and at one point he's like, You should consider dyeing your hair. And I'm like, mm. well, Whatever. And he's like, But here's the issue. See what the top of your head, it's thin, but it's blonde, and everything else is white. So it makes looks sense. like you have the world's worst toupee. Oh, oh man, that and makes I, sense. So he's like, it would make sense to... to In your case, in that's a case, little different. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Because um, to me, it's just whatever. I kind of Vanity. enjoy the gray hair. You know, it's, it is what it is when it falls. Mm-hmm. When I get my hair cut, it's like white as snow. And I go... Mm. When did that happen but i remember the first haircut when it did drop and it was white i'm like oh you know i was probably like 39 or something like that yeah
0: you've you you know you you grade earlier i i have my brother and my cousin well my cousin for example he he was white full white by by 30 mm. white white it's like it just happens it's not People assume that means a old, but it's not necessarily the case. No, oh, no, my father-in-law, is, he, he hardly has any gray hair. He's 70. Yeah, my dad didn't have a whole lot, which is probably why I don't have a whole lot. I have a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, but... by the way, this is a podcast,
1: and it's not about oh. hair products. Welcome, by the way, to After Service, a <sighs> production of Open Door Community Church.
0: Uh, I'm Joe, and this is Pastor Thank Brian. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Thank <laughs> you for rescuing us from that. Deep rabbit hole that means nothing I, I so, do I, speaking of
1: rabbit holes, I do want to just acknowledge that I, I want to affirm all of you people who are watching right now, despite the fact that game six of the NBA Finals yeah. is uh, is is occurring uh, as we speak,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, the Celtics versus the um the Golden State Warriors, I assume you're for the warriors yes is yeah. it a Steph Curry thing?
0: yeah in general yeah but you know he he also kind of characterizes the team i like how they're very they're very selfless team i like they're they're not they're not jerks a lot of them are i mean like there was there was a crowd in this playoffs that was chanting f you draymond a player on our team it's like really really it's a game come on yeah Oh, how did we get to this place well Man, i know but i'm yeah. i'm for the
1: warriors but i wouldn't be sad if the celtics won i hate the celtics by the way uh um, oh. um just you know i grew up and even though i'm I have an irish background you think you know it's boston it's irish you, know, right. you should love it um but uh the thing is is there's a one of the guys off the bench his name's peyton pritchard
0: oh he's from he's from oregon from he's Portland. from west lynn Oh, that's right he's from westland West right. high
1: school graduate and so it's yeah kind of, and he's got some good minutes he's played a lot of good hustle mm-hmm. ball it's kind of fun mm-hmm. you know to, yeah. to watch that and i want him to succeed
0: because you know it's westland
1: yeah. right i mean nobody succeeds coming out of westland the mean streets of westland yeah <laughs> uh,
0: but you know there was kevin love as well i think he may have been Le- lake oswego though yeah um yeah. No, there's but yeah, plenty yeah. Of
1: good sports ball people coming out but, of. but you
0: know thompson Tom, you know, um, Clay Thompson, I don't know. I don't know if he was Lake Oswego or Westland, but he, he was a Portland. he's a Portland guy too. It's so, pretty cool. Anyway, we have distracted. But there's not people a lot. Around. There's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, but enough of the sports stuff, we are here to talk about Ruth. Aren't we? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, it's
1: a lovely book. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a lovely story. And as you mentioned several weeks ago, you know, many people point to Ruth as like a perfectly told story, or mm-hmm. a, the an a, an excellent, a, a, a fantastic example of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, so many like young women in like youth group, and even you know, w- you know, adult women point to that as a is a story that's really inspiring to them for um for various reasons um i'm always intrigued by stories that when you get to the end you know here's the hook here's why this yeah. was important you enjoyed it and here's the hook here's
0: oh, the real big deal yeah yeah and we have that obviously with ruth yeah yeah and i like you know I, I think we people see their, li- their lives through stories and even if they don't consciously Think about it that way, it's an easy thing to do. To go, yeah, I mean I could see the beginning of my story, here's the middle, blah, blah. So you can kind of conceptualize and put yourself in the story, which is what people do with Ruth. Um, and I talked about this why why Ruth, it's named after Ruth, even though she's not the main character. That it's Naomi, her mother-in-law, is actually the main character. Which for a long time I thought that wasn't the case. I thought Ruth was what the story was about. I mean, don't we name stories after the main character but not in this case in this case it's 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 her it's it's her mom so so i wanted to bring up that i wanted to help us to see um i wanted to rescue it from from sentimentalism this Mm -hmm, week mm -hmm. um so so many times it's easy to just dismiss um ruth's choice to stay with her mother i mean okay for those who, who didn't watch i mean the basic story is her life is devastated in the first five verses and then she decides to go back home from the foreign land and her two, two daughters go with her and one of them stays and, and ruth uh, continues with her and continues on back into the promised land and therefore we have the story of, of what happens with ruth and naomi and, and a lot of times people want to say, well, they're both, well, Ruth just loved her mom, mother-in-law more. Well, and, and I don't think that's that's at all the case. So I tried to show that um, in, in what I, I said. Um, and then I also wanted to point out, so that's one thing we can talk about, the mm-hmm. sentimentalization of stories. The other thing is, is I try to help people see, as you pointed out just a moment ago, the hook at the end um, and and why reading it in later in the Old Testament rather than right after Judges helps emphasize that point of who is David. In fact, it heightens it even more because it's not just that it's talking about the David that's her physical grandson, but it's the greater David that's coming, yeah. Jesus, which you understand that that's what that is only after you've read all the prophets so so one, uh, i'm going to just jump into one thing
1: that really sure. striking to me from sunday okay. and it's i think it's challenging for some people um you commented that and i can't remember the i mean we had naomi ruth and i can't remember oh, orpa um Orpah. that orpa didn't do anything wrong orpa did what was rational under, she did the rational thing she yeah. did the rational thing and uh where ruth didn't she and the question is was ruth walking on some kind of faith there or was she drawn by the spirit somehow to make that decision and uh, we it's interesting i think that it kind of uh, illuminates to me two kind of hello puppy two kind of thoughts no no two kind of thoughts around um uh, Christianity ah. where you have um, like Bethel and some of these that are very driven by emotional and and sentiment. Right. Right. And then you also have some very conservative, um, very uh, almost devoid of emotional, very right. rational, you know, and and we can idolize those in different mm-hmm. ways. And um, in the story of Ruth, I think we kind of generally are like, oh, well, let's walk on faith. Let's go, let's go to the right. Let's go where Ruth went. And, and you know, why, why be so black and white and rational, like, like Orpah. Um, and I think it's really easy to kind of, when you hear one story versus another to be, to sway, to vacillate there. Mm -hmm. Um, because I I was struggling a bit as you were explaining it. Because I'm I was thinking about Dennis Corwin, our, our our mutual friend. I was so jealous of Dennis. We talked about him last week, in a meeting in theater. Um, when we were in our early twenties, I was so jealous of him because he was so um, structured. He was so disciplined. He did everything right. You know, he saved his money. He, um, you know, he bought a car, made payments. He just <clears throat> his did, life was put together. His life was very put together and I was a hot mess, you know, all over the place. Um, and, and it's in many ways, we, we, you know, I tend to be more gut and emotional driven and he's more rational and structured. And over the years, we've kind of merged, you know, <laughs> where he's recognizes that not everything can be planned because if everything is planned for, then what, what do you do when the unplanned occurs? And not everything can be chaos because mm-hmm. you'll end up, you know, working on a mm-hmm. cruise ship for a couple of years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so let me, let me, t- let me speak a little bit more to, to what I was thinking with that. Okay. So if we if we can uh, can make it contemporary. So you have two, two people one is and it's it's not totally black and white it isn't black and white but i think the that the the emphasis that is being made here is that is that ruth is making a decision not based on emotions she's and that's what i was trying not to say it's not an emotional decision for her it's it's the issue of She has made a conclusion that the God of Israel is the true God, and she has changed her commitment from from the gods of her people and the culture and the values of her her culture of her birth to the people of God. And because of that, even if it means that I have to sacrifice peace and security and and all these good things in life— it's worth it, based on that principle of, but, mm. but God's worth it. He's the real God, and I think, and that's why it's not about emotion. And and sometimes I think what we 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 when we pit the two together, it's like we want we want the archaic either too. We want to have the rational stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. No, that, that's where I was struggling too. Right, it's. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you have to, in a sense, I think there's times where you have to make a choice. Because that's kind of what was happening there, which are you going to pick? Are you going to pick a comfortable life? Or are you going to pick following Jesus? Now, you don't always have to have that choice. But sometimes you do, you know,
1: it's the quandary of discernment. You know, to me, right, there are times when we need to lean into our faith and trusting that this is what God has intended for us and also not relinquish our part in the play that, you know, we need to be wise and make wise decisions. And I think Vanessa's, my wife's professional journey is a good example of that where she tends to be very rational. Here's what I am supposed to do. I will follow these specific steps. And then God kind of kept going, that's not what I want you to do. Boom, knock you off course. Boom, knock you off course until she leaned into that. Yeah. And when she started leaning into that, I mean, he still was nudging her, but it was so much less swimming upstream at that point.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, I feel like there are times where people okay yeah of course there are times where people do really stupid things <laughs> and and they they do it in the name of God and they they say I'm just walking by faith sure right of course but but there but the the other side of it is the reality I think the clear testimony in scripture is that God often calls you to do stuff that makes no sense that 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 says you need to just trust me to make this work out even though rationally it shouldn't this shouldn't be the right way mm-hmm. to go um it's the it's the you know crossing the jordan you know they they need you to step into the stream before the stream parts it's there it just there's, uh, there's a dog walking across from in front oh. of me um there's just so many of those cases where it's like it makes no sense. And we, and yet we're called to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to mute me and get rid of this dog and let you talk. for Oh, sure.
1: Well, I'm not sure specifically what I'm going to talk about, but I have dogs as well. Um, <clears throat> if I was going to, um, I'm not sure if you can hear me, Brian, but if, if I were kind of put myself into a camp, um, I would be a person that might, who has maybe historically especially in my twenties um, evaluated where my gut told me to go as where God wanted me to go and okay you, you know um uh, and that's where I was going into discernment that you know that sometimes
0: it's kind of hard to understand um, i I'm wondering if it's not about. See, I don't think of it as a, as a as a gut versus rational. It's it's a what is the basis for for unemotional choices that you're going to make? For her, it's like I need to do this, even though the road is hard, because I I value following mm-hmm. Jesus over. The things my culture says I should value.
1: You know, I think that's that's maybe a, a, an easier way to parse it. That okay. L- I mean, let's think about. Um, uh, I yeah, it, it's this 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 way is harder, and I also know that that's the right way. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. an easier way. It's not. It's it, it's the one that maybe practically makes more sense, but it's not necessarily aligned with following christ um you know i could i could do something that is borderline lacking integrity but not you know but doesn't break any rules let's talk like let's accounting
0: sure <laughs> like, yeah account I think that's really
1: helpful yeah here's something you can do it's legal there's nothing wrong with it um, in terms of common sense it's going to save you all this money and then you go yeah but that's not the integrity that I live by—it's—it's it's why we evaluate, like the the laws within our country, first by filtering it through our faith, right? Yeah. So even if something is, yeah. is legal, yeah, yeah. doesn't mean that it's Christ-like.
0: Right. It's saying no to the culture. It's saying no to ease and comfort. If if that is where, if if it's clear that that's what God wants you to be doing. Not based on a gut reaction, although not that that hasn't that that mm-hmm. can play into it too, of course. You know, I think about missionaries who give up their lives to go to another place to to knowing that they're likely to get killed, trying to do it. I mean, that makes no rational sense. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, but I'm I'm living for for something that I can only see by faith, the eternal. But then there's the yeah, there's the 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 just the day-to-day life that we live today what are you going to choose are you going to choose to 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 store up treasures in heaven are you going to try you you going to choose to compromise even if even if our culture approves of that and encourages you to do that but maybe that's not what you're supposed to be doing and you know you're not supposed to do that
1: well the what i can't remember the verse but in in the new testament where the, the the man's got to go, you know, bury somebody before he can follow Christ. Well, that's very practical, right? Right. And then Christ is saying, "Yeah, but I need you to follow me." Um, that you know, there's yeah. a societal norm that says you go this direction, and then being a Christ follower means that you're going to be counter to
0: societal norms a lot of the time. All all societal norms, meaning all societies, in every society many of the norms that's what i'm trying to say yes I is knows. there's yeah. yeah yeah not all all norms in all societies no but in every side even a christian society there's still going to be things in it that's like that's not right right because yeah. we're human and
1: we're we're flawed right. um and our interpretation of god's will is imperfect and um yeah i mean i know plenty of uh, i obviously i myself have issues and there are you know good friends of mine who are christ followers who occasionally will say something or do something and i'll go "Hmm, your
0: interpretation of that is really interesting (laughs) which that's kind of what we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about sunday you know is the whole how is in what way is it authoritative but that's another that's for next week's discussion um so yeah it's that's why I ended up just leaning on the, for her, it was an identity issue. And because of that identity of I, the, the Lord is my God, the, pe- they, the, the people of God are my people. Well, then I have to be where my people are. I need to be where my God is. I need to, you know, that means I'm going to go where you go, Naomi, because it's your God and your people. Well, that's where I'm supposed to be, right? I'm, I'm supposed to die with them. I'm supposed, well, that's what I do rather because she's she has rejected her her culture of her family which that's hard oh yeah man what a big choice that is
1: so well that's how you get labeled the black sheep of the family right is that you um, turn away from what you recognize is not who you're supposed to be that the the home you grew up in the ex the family the extended family that you are a part of is not is not really who you are i mean i i think of somebody who's very close to us who has rejected some elements of their um upbringing and they uh, and has um struggled with that you know mm. where but this is who we are but that's not who i want to be mm. you know and there's a pull to that you know yeah. In many ways, Vanessa, come, you know, she's from Texas, but she's very not much of Texas.
0: Um, right. You know, and, and not disparaging Texas, but but she's she, not very Texan. No. 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 And and then, and by the way, that on a side note, that's kind of what I was meaning a little bit with uh, even in quote very Christian cultures, like mm-hmm. perhaps there's still parts of that culture that's not very Christian yeah. <laughs> that you still have to reject. Yeah, because there's parts that, there's some great parts about the Texan culture, and there's some that are not. There are some good things about Oregon culture, and there's some things that are not. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that, that's where um, I think a, a big
1: piece of grace comes in, you know, that it in many ways, I feel like if if you are doing your utmost based on your understanding to follow Christ hmm. That there's going to be some grace for you. You know, um, well, I mean, it, 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 I think what we've talked about before is like the only unforgivable sin is that you reject the spirit. You reject Christ. Right. And um, that means there's a lot of grace in there, which makes a lot of people uncomfortable. A lot and, of people uncomfortable and, with that. Yeah. You know, there's room to make mistakes. Of course, behind that is the intention to do the right thing based on your understanding and knowing you're going to screw up.
0: sometimes. Yeah. And I think, you know, to kind of start to wrap it up is I really want to encourage people to really make their identity not in being an American, not in being a political party, not being, you know, uh, whatever your race is, whatever your ethnicity is any that your your core identity is that you're a follower of jesus there are other pieces of who you are and those are wonderful and god celebrates that and that and, and appreciate that stuff but make your decisions based on that core decision identity of who who you are in jesus yeah and i think that's the biggest lesson from from this and it is through her making that choice that all the blessings that ends up coming to Naomi come through that because of that one choice that she cannot even And at that moment, nobody sees this. Nobody sees it. Ruth doesn't see it. Naomi doesn't see it. The townspeople won't see it. Nobody sees it for a long time and nobody really sees how significant it is till generations later and even in eternity later. Yeah. So just follow Jesus, make that the core of who you are. So, all right. Next week, we're going to, like I said, Joe, we're going to be talking about in what ways is the Bible authoritative? And that's much more sticky wicket than you would think. Oh, oh, no, I think it's plenty sticky wicket. Uh-huh. For some people, they're like, what? You know, the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. Uh, Yes. But what does that mean? That's what we're talking about on Sunday. Good teaser. And it is...
1: 625 on thursday you've only missed 25 minutes of the game <laughs> folks now that you've watched the podcast go enjoy some sports ball on tv and i'll go buy the makings for nachos and we will also enjoy the sports ball
0: <laughs> you guys have a great night hope to see you on sunday take care take care, take care.